Hey everybody, this is Opposed on the Matrix. Today is the 7th of March, 2022. We got Brian on uh, the left side, if you, if you see him that way. <laughs> uh, he's down on our screens. He's on the left side, I'm on the right. He's Brian, I'm Matrix Opposer. That's my name on Twitter, but I'm Dave. Hi. Um, so Brian, we got a big mess going on over in Eastern Europe, huh? Yeah, yeah that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we talked yeah. about it. We talked about mm-hmm. it last week, but we, we've come to find out some more, maybe, facts. Um, yeah. And the title of the show is that we're confused about, the, or asking if you're confused about it, folks, and saying, yeah, we are, too. You know, what's what's the truth? You know, when, when uh, you got the mainstream media, you have all the Democrats in Congress, Biden, and everybody that's on the left supporting the Ukrainians, you gotta scratch your head and go, hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, right. do I wanna do I wanna support this the Ukrainians in this war? L- like our support has anything to do with anything, but uh, <laughs> you know, do we want to do that or you know, are we following the wrong person in the lead? You know, so um so what's what say you about that, Brian? I don't know. Um you hear a lot of different things coming out of Ukraine and Russia. Uh, I mean, as far as what Putin is doing, uh, and if it's if it's really happening, which I think it is, what he's doing is war crimes. You know, he, I heard he bombed uh, a, a children's hospital today, mm-hmm. uh, and women are giving birth out in bunkers and on the streets. You know, right. and they're trying to flee, and he says he's allowing them to escape, and then he, he giving them a corridor, and then he bombs them as they're escaping. Huh. So that's not good. Far as the reason he went in, you know, you could probably go into more detail about that. But you know, when it comes down to it, uh, we talked about this last week quite a bit. Um, it's Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight, the, and the Bible yeah. is the Bible's pretty pretty accurate. <laughs> That's an understatement, too. I mean, come on, it's like you know, it's happening. Um, right. I think what's happening with Russia is the beginning. Of that, I don't think we're in Ezekiel 38 because that's when uh, more than just one army—Russia, Germany, uh, you know the different this, this, the Baltic states—you uh, know, just different ones are going to come down with her. That's not happening mm-hmm. yet, but I, right. I think this is the beginning of it. Uh, it's sad to watch, Dave. Honestly, it's just my heart goes out uh, to both parties because now in Russia, uh, thousands of demonstrators are being arrested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 4,000 yesterday got arrested or 5,000, you know? So right. it's really sad to watch because uh, Bible prophecy is literally playing out in front of us on our sets as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't like during, this isn't like 1939. This is different. It's right. like 1939 in the sense that a lot of the nations are just like staying by the wayside. Like in mm-hmm. 1939, the United States, when World War II started, they, they didn't get involved until we got bombed by Pearl in Pearl Harbor. They were like, oh, right. we don't want to get involved with this. And then we got mm-hmm. bombed and then like, okay, we're in it now, you know, and, and good reason to be in it. And my mom and my uh, relatives of that generation thought it was, they thought back then that Hitler was the Antichrist. Right. And for good, for good reason, you know, mm-hmm. but he wasn't, as we know. And the difference now is there's a lot of difference now. And, I would, I would say is the just the 
sum it up real quick and then go back a little more detail. Are we close to the Lord coming back? And I would say 100% yes. Right. Is it our lifetime? I would say 99.9% yes in our lifetime, for sure. Uh-huh. Is it in the next year or two? There's a really good possibility. Really, really good. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying that no one knows the day or the hour, but he says you'll know the season. And I think we're in the season. I think the mm-hmm. fall leaves are changing color and the weather's getting darker because the right. sun's going down sooner. That's what I would say. I say good analogy. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We're falls here. The, the, there's a chill in the air at night. The summer is gone and the days are getting darker. And that's exactly what's happening right here. And, and you'll, you, you have more detail on what's going on in actual Ukraine that we just talked about. Right. So I'm going to leave that to you, your part, you know, for you. Okay. Yeah. You did more research on that than I did. Um, so, but, why is Russia going in? And you'll get into that. But for whatever reason they're going in, it's said in the Bible that they would do this. They would go in and bring these other. Okay, let me back up. Ezekiel 38 is very specific. It says the king of the north, which is north of Jerusalem. If you look at the map, it's due north of Jerusalem for the ruler. It's just literally Moscow. And then it mentions in those verses, one through seven, I'm just guessing right now, maybe eight, that uh, uh, Bomer and, and different ones, and uh, gosh, I'm blank right now, would be aligned with Russia and would come down into the Middle East to invade uh, Israel of uh, the, the kingdom of unwalled villages, it says. That means right. their, their, their defenses is down. They're like, what are you doing? And uh, some of these nations, and I want to get into a Bible study tonight because there's a lot of information in there. Those nations mentioned are Poland, Germany, you know, Switzerland. I mean, it talks about these certain nations that are going to come down with her, with Russia, to do this. And I, and I, I always thought, okay, um, are we going to see the invasion of the Middle East before the rapture? Mm-hmm. And some say yes, some say no, some we might not. But I'm beginning to wonder, we might see the beginnings of it, maybe. And right. I think this is the beginning of that. And I'm just going to say right out front, this is not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It's going to get worse. And with Russia, right. with Ukraine, Poland is now scared. Russia said any nation that helps uh, Ukraine is going to be bombed and will suffer consequences, even the United States. So basically, Russia is a big bully on the block, and everybody's afraid of her. Right. And they shouldn't be, because one good punch by a good, powerful nation like the United States, mm-hmm. she, I believe she will back down. And I honestly believe, and I could be wrong, if we went in to stop her, I don't think Putin would go to nuclear war. I, mean, I know he wouldn't because he's a narcissist sociopath. And right. they're not going to give up that easy. He's mm-hmm. not going to nuke everybody and do World War Three right now. World War Three is going to happen, by the way. But right now, I don't think it's going to happen. I think if we went in there with uh, some planes and did some stuff yeah it would escalate but he's not gonna he's not gonna bomb us because he's not that crazy at this point but it will happen you know it will so that's not happening right now so with russia and these nations coming down you have to think okay if russia comes down in ezekiel 38 and 39 and to take spoil or oil just to get Mm -hmm. the ass off oil 
how would they get those nations to do it? Because right now there are separate nations and they broke away from Russia in, 90, right. in the 90s and 80s, late 80s and 90s, early 90s. So why would these, why would Germany go down with Russia and invade the Middle East? Because they don't want anything to do with her. Mm-hmm. It's because Russia took them over. Right. It's, it's because Russia, Russia and so you're thinking, okay, how can that happen? They're not even united with them. They're sending military aid to help Ukraine. And it's because Russia's going to take Ukraine. It's going to take Poland. It's going to go into those Baltic states and take them. Mm-hmm. And That's it's going right. to take Germany. And when Ezekiel 38 happens, all those nations will be ready to go because Russia will control them. And then right. they will come in. Mm-hmm. I think I could be wrong. I'm not a military expert, but I know, I know the Bible pretty good. And I know prophecy pretty good. And I could be wrong, but it looks like that's what's trying to happen. Right. And it's interesting, Ezekiel 38, um, it says that God puts a hook in their, their jaw to bring them mm-hmm. down. And it's weird. I, I grew up on a cattle ranch, as you know, Dave, and we would um, vaccinate cattle and in our in a chute. We put them in a corral, and it was a smaller corral, and we put them down a long chute into a called a squeeze box. It's a big metal box that we can, you know, squeeze them in. It doesn't hurt them, but it holds them. Mm-hmm. And we'd have to, you know, cut their horns and give them vaccinations. But once in a while, we'd have to do a a large steer or bull. And they have horns, and we'd have to cut them in just a little uh, lesson here. Maybe you guys know this, but the reason you cut the horns on a bull or steer is because when they're out, when they're in a corral or they're out in the pasture, and they start using their horns to fight, it hurts and bruises the meat of the cattle. Right. So if you bring them in to sell them for meat, and they're in there hitting each other with these horns they're actually damaging the meat and dam- and mm-hmm. hurting the cattle so you you take that away so you cut their horns off like it's like a fingernail it, it and uh you don't cut it down to the skin but in order to do that you have to put this large hook in their nose between the, and it clamps to the both the nostrils of the bull and you're able even though that bull is huge and might weigh 2,000 pounds, you're able to control that bull with a small rope in that and be able to pull their head off to the side and you can control them. It doesn't uh-huh. hurt. That's what God's going to do to Russia. He's going to literally put a hook in their jaw or their nose, wherever you want to say it, and he's going <laughs> to pull them down into the Middle East. And why would he have to do that? Because they don't want to go. Right. He doesn't right. want to do that. Mm-hmm. Why would he want to do that? Uh, who knows for sure, but Israel's uh, one of the largest powerful nations in the world. They have nuclear weapons, too, unconfirmed. Right. And they are a force to be dealt with. And mm-hmm. they pushed back six nations in the Six-Day War and devastated six nations at one time. So right. with God's help. So they don't want to come down, but something draws them down. I think they find oil in Israel or something happens. And in order to control um, control the world's oil, oil supply, they're going to have to go down and take the Middle East. Right. And, and it's funny, you know, we kind of got away from big oil over the last few years before this happened. Uh, when Trump was in there, especially everybody's going green, electric cars, solar, <clears throat> windmills, mm-hmm. all this stuff. We're going to get away from oil. Now what's the <laughs> now what's happening? oil skyrocketing it's yeah. all about oil it's all about oil 
And it will be for many, many years. Yep. Yeah. And so the green stuff, I'm not against it. I'm not against electric cars. I mean, it's a good technology, obviously, but it has to be in a mass production where we can actually get off oil. And that's going to take years and years and years and decades. Mm -hmm. But the left is trying to get off like right now. They want to be off by 2030. And that's not realistic. And this is a perfect example like what's happening Mm -hmm. with the oil and the gas. Yeah. There's not enough electric cars and charging stations and solar panels to supply our nation with what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Elon Musk said today or yesterday, he's for he's for opening the oil wells and drilling again in the United States, even though it hurts his electric car business. Right. Yeah, that's he amazing. That. I that, you know, kudos to him to say that. Right. I mean, that's yes, you know, it hurts his business. But mm-hmm. he actually loves our country. He's, you know, yeah. And so um, this war is got some things that you're going to mention in it, but also it's biblical. It's, right. it's prophecy coming to pass. Uh, I don't think, uh, from what I've seen, that the Russians are beating up Ukraine as bad as they say. I think they are. Obviously, don't get me wrong, folks. Mm-hmm. They're doing horrible things. I've seen the I've seen the news too. I've seen what happened, but they've got some Australia and Ireland got some weapons into them, right? And uh, just today, in the last twenty four hours, they shot down nine aircraft. Nice. Uh, Ukraine did, and there's a video. Probably you've seen it of a helicopter being hit by a Stinger missile that took it down. Oh, I got to check that out. News. I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's flying about. It's flying. It took off. It started flying about hundred feet off the ground. And it took it out. Wow. Before it could even get going. Oh, yeah. It went down in a fiery ball of twisted steel. Let me tell you. Huh. <laughs> they didn't even, they didn't know what's coming. Man, so, man. Uh, that's from the old movie, by the way, um, Airplane. Yeah. Fireball of twisted steel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. We're getting a little funny here. I was going to see you talking yeah. about the cows, the yeah. bulls. It wasn't for say. those people up there, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're talking about the bulls getting their horns cut. I was going to say, yo, I, uh, uh, spare us the gory details. <laughs> yeah. No, Roar. it's just, it just brought that back because you could control a 2,000 pound animal with a little, mm-hmm. you know, I can't remember their technical name. The cowboys out there will know what I'm talking about. But yeah. you can control that bull with that. And yeah. that's just crazy. I mean, it's amazing. It's, yeah. a, it's work. It's not easy, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, that's what you know what's going to do with, with Russia. It's going to pull him down and make him come down. You come down here now to do his will. He's right. making him come down to do his will because mm-hmm. um, the Lord's about to come back and his kingdom is going to be set up in our lifetime, right. I believe. And so all this is in preparation mm-hmm. for that. And um, yeah, and I thought the same thing too. You got Fox which some of the people on Fox, not all of them, but some of them I used to watch and I'm like, okay, you, you're not who I thought you were, you know? And, um, and then you got MSNBC, you got NBC, you got CNN and all these nations all saying the same thing. So I'm starting to think everybody's agreeing to this. That's weird. Like you mentioned. And so Mm -hmm. I'm thinking folks, it's put this way. When something, nothing's by, nothing's a coincidence, Dave, nothing. 
and uh-huh. nothing's by accident when it comes to the world stage. So we went from COVID to, from 15 days to two years, flat in the curve, right. being locked down, being thrown in jail for not wearing masks and protesting and not getting vaccines, losing your jobs, right. to all of a sudden it just disappears. Mm-hmm. In two months, literally everything's going away, gone. Right. And right. two months ago, they were telling them if you don't get a vaccine, you're killing people. Yeah. You're a menace to society. You're exactly. spreading a disease. And now all of a sudden, uh, I mean, it's gone. It's literally gone. Mm-hmm. And, and no coincidence, it's an election year in the United States, but not in Europe, it's not. And it's been gone over there for months. They were ahead of us. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the Spanish flu, yeah, millions died in the Spanish flu, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, so it's just, yeah. it's just, um, this, this is orchestrated. This whole thing is like a is theater with Russia. Right. And it's sad because innocent people are dying and being persecuted for it. But it's, it's orchestrated by the new world order, by the deep state, by whoever you want to call it. And, uh, there's, uh, I saw a video today. I'm, I should have had it ready, but I didn't. Have, I had to, it was a long day today. Sure. But uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, is it Klaus? Is Klaus it? Schwab. Yeah. Thank you. I saw mm-hmm. a video and some things on him today that they are talking about how they're going to be able to program people and control them. Yeah. And they've been trying this for years, and it says now they're ready to do it. This is a current mm-hmm. video. Yeah. So I started thinking, how can they do this? How they can they control people? And I'm sorry if you're vaccinated out there, but they put something in you that they're going to use to control you. Graphene, yeah. Graphene and nanobots, whatever. Um, and then they have, you know, harp, you know, harp, um, things like that. Sure. Uh, but not everybody. And they talked, um, Klaus and some others, and Klaus has an assistant that is high up in the New World Order. And this whole thing that's happening is them. Mm-hmm. It's them. Yeah. They want they want chaos. Mm-hmm. They want war on purpose. Biden wants war. I believe a lot of the Republicans want war. Yeah. And that's why, and the Democrats, because first of all, they make money <coughs> off of selling the equipment mm-hmm. and the bombs. Yeah. Uh, but it's part of the Great Reset. And mm-hmm. this is escalating. We went from a pandemic lockdowns to bringing, uh, you know, laws that controlled us. And some of those have gone away, but not all of them. Because there's a law now that, in, over, yeah, and they weren't laws, they were mandates. But there's $600 now. If you make more than $600 transactions, the IRS is going to be know about it. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's just... Uh, and that was done just a few months ago. So um, this this thing is happening, and in, then in the nations that like all, like our nation in the United States, we're going to give them weapons, and we're not going to give them weapons. And then Biden, uh, they asked for MiG fighters, MiG twenty nine fighters in Poland. They have like seventy of them, but they had to get permission from the United States, and Biden said no. You heard about this, right? Zelensky right. talked to Biden. He said, well, um, we can't just give them to you if you want to buy them. Mm-hmm. 
Zelensky, and he, his whole country is just being obliterated. Yeah, and so, and it's just you know, it's just crazy. Uh, our country is, it is in Revelation. I think it's chapter seventeen or sixteen. Babylon is destroyed, and -hmm. there's different debates on who it is, right? Some think the United States, some think, you know, the actual Babylon or Europe, whatever. But my point is, they say there, the nations that see this attack on Babylon, the the modern Babylon, they say, why are you doing this? What's what's your reason to do this? And Mm -hmm. they just protest. They basically verbally UN protest. Why are you doing this? What's your intentions here? Right. That's exactly what's happening now. The world is so passive right now. There's no leaders. Even mm-hmm. Zelensky came out and said the 20 leaders of the world, they're not leaders. He said that today. Where right. are these great leaders in these nations? And mm-hmm. whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, he's he's right. And yeah. the reason the, the reason these nations like Obama, not Obama, Biden is so passive is because somebody else behind the scenes is really the leader. They're oh, not. sure. Yeah, and so and the countries of the world have to be passive because that has to make room for one leader who's not going to be mm-hmm. passive. So right. Biden, whoever's president after Biden, if there is another president, it's going to look like the greatest thing there is because Biden's going to make him look so good because he's so bad. Yeah, that's and, true. And, mm-hmm. and the world leaders look really bad right now, all of them. Yeah, and so. When the Antichrist comes on, there people are going to gravitate and say, "Wow, finally, somebody we can, you know, we can put our, our trust in and faith in that he's going to take care of us." Right. And so the world politically is set up perfect for that man right now because mm-hmm. there's exactly. nobody else to take on the lead. That's why Zelensky looks so good because he he at least on television what he says he's staying with his people he's fighting with them you know he's trying to get them guns and get them bombs and planes he's doing his best and all the other nations well i think we can give you planes but i'm not sure well mm-hmm. we got to we got we got to talk to the un's got to think about it and biden goes well i don't know we we just can't give them to you mm-hmm. you know so it's just you know it's the world's in a I think we're going to see a, a lot of stuff going on in the next few months. It's, I think once you, um, and another thing, we, I don't think we're going to go into a big nuclear war, Dave, right now. Right. But, if, but if Putin is pushed to a corner and he looks like he might lose this battle, I think he might nuke a city or two. Yeah. They have, they have tactical nukes. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. And so mm-hmm. I can see them using a tactical nuke to take out a small town or a fairly large city. I can see them doing that. Not For a world sure. war. And I don't think we're not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do anything. I agree. And the reason why I, I can do anything about it is because he's going to bring all those nations with them down into Israel in the future. So obviously mm-hmm. we're not going to nuke them. Right. We're just mansy pansies, right. you know, jellyfish backbone politicians and leaders. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, Brian. I don't know if you heard this, but Putin is mm-hmm. trying to recruit Syrians to come fight against the Ukrainians, um, which I find I quite interesting because you did hear that. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, right away, what's right next to Syria? 
Israel. Okay. Right. Yeah. So what if, um, you know, this is a what if, but what if uh, the, the the Israelis say, you know, all of a sudden, because he got Hezbollah in in, uh, Sir, in Lebanon and Syria. Okay. Right. So they're basically a fighting force. And if the Syrian fighting forces are gone fighting in Ukraine, mm-hmm. Hezbollah is going to feel like they have the, the go ahead to launch an offensive against Israel. And right. we got to remember, though, that there are Russian advisors and Russian soldiers still in Syria. Okay. Yeah. So then we go, the, 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 we, the, uh, the Israelis go to attack Syria. They you know, attack Hezbollah, but they end up killing a whole bunch of Russian soldiers because they're mm-hmm. there. You know, that's a hook right there that can go into their jaw, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they could come right down. Um, you know, they there's speculation that they're going to come down into Iraq and come across and they could come very well do that. But right. Turkey abuts up against this um, Russia. And right. so, so, did, so does Georgia, which is a former Soviet Republic. And so does uh, Ar- Armenia. And Azerbaijan is um, is is. Um, Muslim, so they, they have more sympathy towards Russia than they do us, or, right. or you know, Israel. And um, so there's nothing to stop them from coming straight down, too, through the Caucasus, straight down in Israel. So, it, you know, they can come down to two fronts. They actually could come down to three if they came from uh, uh, Ukraine, the Ukraine area down through Greece and then into, mm-hmm. uh, into uh, Turkey. And Turkey is where a lot of those tribes are that are going to attack Israel. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's all it's all setting itself up. It really, really is. And um, so it was, um, you know, ever since this thing started, I've had this really weird feeling that something's not quite right. You know, mm-hmm. and somebody made a point today about, um, and I'm going to use an example. When we were kids, we had one little playground to play on. There wasn't. It was in the city, so there was um, there was a blacktop instead of having grass and stuff. So, you know, if you fell down there, you got hurt. But um, anyway, there was a sandbox there. And I can remember a bunch of us boys playing in the sand. Well, there's this girl named Linda and she lived right across the street from the, and so she would come over and annoy us. We, we, you know, we learned just to leave her alone. She would annoy us. And finally, one of us would say, why don't you shut up and just go home? You know? And she started crying, ran to mama said mama mama they're you know they're yelling at me she'd come over and yell at us you know we were trying to ignore her trying to be good and everything but she pushed us to a point where we couldn't take it anymore we told her to shut up then she was the victim whereas before that we were the victims because we had to put up with her okay and a lot of it you can see that in many situations in the world you know um here in the united states you can have you can have a group of um african-americans yelling at a white kid the white kid says something back and all of a sudden it's racist you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so then they're the victims and the one white kid is you know and that's just one thing it could be it could be hispanics and whites hispanics and blacks blacks and what i mean excuse me um hispanics and you know there's there's friction between everybody okay so but I, I don't know. Like I said, I've, I've had a funny feeling that something is kind of strange and all this. And then if, um, if the people that are for action or, uh, or putting up um, sanctions, let's put it that way, 
against Russia are uh, the United States and probably world mainstream media. Yeah. Uh, all the Democrats in office, Biden himself and his whole administration, and a plethora of other people that don't see things like you and I see them, mm-hmm. you know, um, hence liberals and leftists and progressives and communists and socialists, whatever you want to pick your name. Um, but um, when they're for something and it's on the news constantly that Ukraine is the victim and the Russians are the aggressor. Well, yeah, right now. Okay. But could it be that it's a scenario where the Russians have been quiet, not really doing much in that area of the world, and they've been picked on, like the little girl um, that I talked about. Well, the, the Russians would be the big the kids in the, in the sandbox. But anyway... Um, and finally they said enough is enough. Well, um, doing a little research today via, um, actually via, via pastor that's been talking about this and, and another person on the line we were listening to today, uh, this stuff didn't just start. Okay. This goes back a long time. This goes back to, I, I believe it was, and I hope I'm right about this. I could be wrong, but Lenin actually established some of that eastern part of Ukraine uh, as Russian territory, okay? Back then, Europe was totally different than what it is now, totally. Um, so, anyway, uh, and so a lot of Russians moved there, okay? And over the years, they've lived there. They've made up little villages, set up businesses and everything else. And um, and then, oh, what was it? When the Soviet Union fell in 1989... All those republics, um, well, there's Georgia and Armenia in the east, and um, <clears throat> and then next to Russia, on Russia's west side, there's, what, Belarus, Latvia, Lithuania, um, I said Belarus, I think, uh, Ukraine, and a, and a couple of others, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so, like we talked about last week, the ribs, uh, the bear has ribs in his mouth. Well, those countries form like almost like a rib cage around the western part of Russia. And which I find pretty interesting, actually. Uh, we had a guy in the chat room says, long live Chechnya. Okay, whatever. Uh, but anyway, um, so I was listening and, and, and I did my own research after I heard these things. And um, supposedly... Um, well, let me go back in history a little bit some more. Um, there has never been a totally peaceful um, air between the Ukrainians proper and the Russians that are living in the eastern part of Ukraine. Um, there's always been friction there. And um, so, you know, you move along and you move along and then in or around from like 2012 to 2014, the, those republic, not republics, those little areas of of uh, Ukraine that are to the east wanted to break away and join with Russia, okay? Because they're mostly Russian populations, and uh, just kind of like, kind of like, or uh, or part, large part of Oregon and Idaho want to break away from Oregon and become its own state, <laughs> yeah. you know, or 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 the red parts of the United States want to break away from the blue parts, okay? The same aspirations, and so. Um, so back when that period of time, like 2012 to 2014, 
the Ukrainians were the aggressors. They were actually lobbing missiles and bombs into uh, the eastern part of Ukraine uh, in what many think was a, an attempted genocide to kill all the Russians that were living there. So it's funny how history forgets things, you know, or people mm -hmm. forget things. They forget history. And so that that's what 2014, that was eight years ago, right? Um, and not that very long ago. And, and people still remember that stuff. So anyway, these people still want to leave and become part of Russia. And the Ukrainians don't like that idea. Now, I don't know if they've been persecuting the, the Ukrainians have been persecuting the eastern part of their country since 2014. And I think the um, I think the treaty between them and Ukrainians were in it was done in Minsk, uh, Russia. But um, anyway, so there was, from what I've read, almost an attempted genocide of the Russians that live on the eastern part of Ukraine back in that time. And but just like we have the the um, the little kids that were playing in a sandbox just wanted to be by themselves. Um, he had little Linda that was giving us a hard time and the kids finally told her shut up and, and, and she ran across the street and got her mom. Well, so many parallels there because Russia's the kids and Ukraine's the little kid, uh, that was, that's been badgering the Russians for so many years. And, and, and let me, let me put a disclaimer in here. Okay. Frankly, I don't care who wins that war, <laughs> just as long as believers in Yeshua aren't hurt. Okay. Um, and, and Jews also. And um, so I'm, I'm not advocating for either side. I'm just so many people are advocating for the Ukrainians. And when it's people that are dirty that are doing it, you got to start asking yourself, are they right? Or do they have a motive? Um, so um, where am I going? Okay. So. Um, so now you got Ukraine that's kind of been bullying the Russians on the eastern part of uh, Ukraine. Uh, those people have said, I've had enough. The Russians say, okay, we're going to liberate you. And um, and by the way, uh, Crimea, which the Russians took what about five years, four years ago, maybe five years. Um, that was mostly Russian-speaking people too. Okay. Um, anyway, so what we have here is, like I said, is the the little one that's been the antagonizer, according to what some people say, um, and and the and the group of guys that are in the sandbox are finally saying, "That's it, we're going to take care of this problem." Well, then the little person that's been causing the problems for for a while now, uh, supposedly, uh, is cr crying to the mother, which is the world community. Look what they're doing to us, you know. You know, we're not, we never, we're innocent. We never did anything. Look what you're doing to us. Well, history says they aren't innocent, you know, from back in 2014 at that, that time. Um, so that's just another way to look at it, folks. Okay. Now, Brian and I were talking for the show and having done a little more research, I found that there are 14 military labs in Ukraine and many of them are run by the, by the U.S. Army or the U.S. military. Okay, so now you got a country that wants to break away, or not even break away, but join NATO, who the Russians see as a threat. They always have been a threat to the Russians. Um, so this country wants to break away and become part of the threat. And then they have 14 military labs in their country. Well, even if they have one, it's not right. Okay, 
And then if you do a little more research, you find out that there's a lab in Lithuania, an American lab, a lab in um, all those other little countries. I don't know about Belarus because Belarus is pretty close with, with the, her sister, Russia. But um, and, and, and the Republic of Georgia, which is down in the southeast part uh, by the, uh, well, down around Mount Ararat, the um, kind of northwest of um, Armenia. Uh and their capital is Tbilisi, but the uh, they supposedly have a very big uh, U.S. military uh, biological lab there. So picture yourself here in the United States, and all of a sudden Canada becomes hostile, and they set up military biological labs, two of them in British Columbia, two in Alberta, two in Manitoba, two in Saskatchewan, two in Ontario, and what's the other one? Other, I guess New Brunswick in that area. Um, and then Mexico becomes hostile to us and they say, okay, we're going to put three or four military biological labs here and it's sponsored by the Russians. Now, would we be reacting the same now or then as we are now? You know, I would see it as a threat if my, if my neighbors, well, we don't have very many neighbors here, but if I lived in a city and, and my neighbors that lived all around me were stockpiling guns and they didn't like me. You know, that would make me really nervous, and 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 I don't know. I'm and I'm like I said, I'm playing. The, I'm not going to say devil's advocate because I have nothing to do with him, but I'm playing the other advocate. You know, <clears throat> just saying that. You know, I can understand if this these things are true. I can understand. I say if okay, uh, I can understand why Russia is acting the way it is right now. You know, yeah. Granted, Putin is um, probably a little crazy. Okay. But if you're a leader of a country, and what do they have, 140 million people there, I think, now in Russia? Mm-hmm. A leader of 140 million people, and you see all your all the countries surrounding you allying themselves with a country that's been technically your enemy for since 1917, or you've made your enemy, I should say. Um, yeah, you're going to get nervous that all the countries around you are starting to build fortifications, you could say, all around you. You know, it's... Uh, it would frighten me if I was leading a country. So anyway, that's what I wanted to bring that up because, you know, I, I don't think that the Ukrainians are as innocent as they say they are. Yes, I don't agree with what's going on. I think that um, Russia is probably overreacting. And that um, now there was um, supposedly the Russian or the Ukrainians uh, caught some Russian soldiers. And one of them was... Uh, an high officer, I think he was a major or a colonel in the, and uh, I want to say Soviet all time. I'm so sorry. In the Russian army that I grew up in, we grew up in that era, you know, they were Soviets. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy said that they were told that the, uh, that Nazis had taken over Ukraine and that they were going in to fight against the Nazis in Ukraine. Okay. And when this guy supposedly found out the truth that they're not Nazis, in Ukraine, he, he really felt bad about it. He says, you know, I feel bad about this. If you guys want to stick me in jail, I, I fully understand what you want to do. You know, and I agree with it because we were sent here on false pretenses. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. some damning, some damning evidence right there that mm-hmm. um, because no Russians like Nazis. You know, Nazis killed 20 million Russians in World War II. I think it was 20. Well, they, they wiped out a whole generation. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, 
So when you mention Nazis, it's like mentioning it in uh, in a Jewish community here in the United States. But at the same time, calling the leader of Ukraine, who's a Jew, a Nazi, that's an affront too. You know, so it's all this bickering and name calling going back and forth. And unfortunately, the the young people and the innocent people and the old people and the children, you know, are the ones that are suffering because, you know, this age old uh, fight like the the McCoys and um, who's the other Hatfields, Hatfields and McCoys, you know, Um, they, you know, remember the story about how the one of the Hatfields is a, a boy and the other one was a girl. And they wanted to get together and they couldn't because their families fought. Um, and that's kind of the way it is. The kids and I'm sure the kids and the public in, in Ukraine and in Russia just want to live in peace. But then you got these people that have chips on their shoulders that want to fight. So and, and it's always the innocent people that suffer in something like this. Always, always, always. And. That's why, you know, I'm convinced that Yeshua or Jesus, when he came first, his first time, he clung to the the innocent, the poor, and those that always got trampled on. And uh, yeah, I want to, Brian, remember last week I was talking about that scripture and I said I couldn't find it? Yeah. Uh, about the Antichrist. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to read it real quick and we won't go into this. So you could save it for another show or something, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it appears that almost like the uh, the final beast is going to be um, uh, maybe a clone or maybe a, um, well, here, let me read it to you. It's in Revelation chapter 17. It said, the beast that thou saw was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life. From the form, from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is, and here is the mind which is wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth, and that's the harlot. Um, and there are seven kings; five are fallen, and one is, and the other is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue for a short space. <clears throat> and the beast that was. And is not, even he is the eighth, and of the seventh, and of the seven, who goeth into perdition. So that suggests to me that one character is going to be here twice. And you know, Jim's done a lot of um, study on this, and he's convinced it's Hitler that's coming back, or will be cloned, or something like that. But it almost makes it sound like that. And I, I don't know. It's and here's a real wild thought for you. Maybe the reason why we went into Iraq was to look for the DNA that's left over from Nimrod and uh, that they wanted to recover that so they could clone Nimrod. And, you know, that's just, you know, stranger things have happened. And perhaps I've watched too many science fiction movies. But, uh, you know, when it comes <laughs> to stuff like this, you know, it's, uh, you know, back in the early hundreds, they or early well, back in the 1800s, they said you couldn't go faster than 40 miles an hour, you'd die. So people yeah, were afraid to get on trains. <laughs> and then, men, if God meant to men to fly, he would have given them wings. Um, uh, the, the the idea of a submarine that can go faster than the ship underwater was uh, was thought to be foolish. And um, you know, and 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 countries possessing weapons that could wipe out the earth a hundred times over. You know, that that was never thought of. And so anyway, it's the weirdness is uh, 
now if somebody comes up to me with a strange thought, I don't just dismiss it. I I, I kind of look for scripture to see if the scripture backs it up before I do dismiss it. But uh, anything's possible anymore. So anyway, uh, you've been looking stuff up and you look really absorbed. So what do you what did you find? No, sorry, I just was looking at the scripture. Sorry, I didn't okay. interrupt. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm I'm pretty well. Um, actually went through so much. Um, so I don't know where to start. It was really good. Um, as far as Ukraine, um, the scripture says Russia is going to invade, as I've said over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the beginning. But on how they're doing it, whether they're justified or not, is really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bombing hospitals, opening, I don't know if you heard about this, but they open corridors to let the men and the women and children leave. And so the women and children get on the open road and then they carpet bomb them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they open two corridors today, or there was, they were going to, one was to Russia and one was to Belarus if they want to leave, mm-hmm. you know? So the way they're doing it is wrong. They're they're It's wrong what they're doing, obviously. Uh, are Ukrainians a hundred percent innocent? Probably not, but a lot of people are really upset on, on what they're doing and right. for good reason to be upset. And I actually read today, uh, and I don't know if it's true, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, with war propaganda is rampant, you know, you hear all these different things and, you know, they mm-hmm. twist things around and each side. But um, when it first came out about the nine aircraft that got shot down in the last 24 hours, it was supposed to be, well, probably didn't happen, but it did happen. Mm-hmm. Supposedly what's happening, uh, just a little update on the war, uh, that column of tanks and armored vehicles that's 40 to 50 miles long, I think in the north north of Kiev, that Ukrainians have been hitting it. And that's why it's not moving. Right. As a matter of fact, the Russian soldiers are so scared, they don't stay in their tanks at night. They sleep in the forest mm-hmm. because Ukraine's hitting them at night. And that's why, and I, I estimated, just did a little calculation. There's probably three to 4,000 vehicles in this column. Right. And um, they're hitting them at night and they're so scared. They're, you know, sleeping in the forest and they're using these, the javelins and then the stinger missiles to bring down the aircraft. So the Ukrainians, I, I've read a couple of things today, and we don't know for sure because it's ebb and flowing every single day as far as the war. This is just about the war, not scripture right now. Right. Is that Ukraine might actually beat them or push them back a little bit where they can't actually take over the whole country. Mm-hmm. It may not be a complete victory, but it might be where the Russia is stuck because they've been it's 12 days and they have not been able, and it been able to take the capital a key mm-hmm. or any of the main major cities. And then I think back to Afghanistan. They tried to take Afghanistan, a Muslim country, and they took it, but they couldn't keep it right. because of the guerrilla warfare. And that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen in, 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 in Ukraine. Oh, big time. Yeah. They're, it's not going to be peaceful. They're not going to, these people are not going to give up. And I don't blame them. I would do the same thing. If they were sure. in the United States, I would, I would die for my country. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then um, the guy that mentioned in the chat, the Chechens, um, I might be wrong on my history, but Russia was brutal to the Chechens. They were brutal to them. 
right. and massacred them and carpet bombed them. And so the Russians are not, um, what's the word? I shouldn't say Putin. I shouldn't say the Russians because it's Putin who's running the show. Putin is Hitler, a modern day Hitler. Mm-hmm. And he's killing not just his own people, he's throwing in prison, right, as we speak for protesting. And actually, if you protest, I've heard in Russia, and they arrest you, you go to prison for 8 to 15 years. And mm-hmm. some of them, I think Putin said yesterday or today, to shoot people on sight if they're protesting. To huh. tell the police, just shoot them. And they're still protesting by the thousands. Well, can I ask you where you got people, that info from? I, I, online, on the net. Okay. So I I'd have to go back and look, but okay. um, but this um, this is horrible. I, I know I mm-hmm. there's a part of me. It's like yeah, the Lord's coming back, and you believers out there know what I mean. You know, Lord's coming back. This stuff's gonna happen, but it's hard to watch. And but the thing is, it can happen here, folks. Mm-hmm. Our biggest threat here is not Russia. It's not China. It's the Liberal Democrat Party. Actually, let me take that back. It's not the Democrat Party, the Liberal Democrat Party, the far left. It's our Republican Party, too. Right. And when you got the Republicans and the Democrats agreeing on anything, you know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Something's up. And um, that, that could happen here. Instead of fighting China, which we talked about in the past, that they could invade us. Right. There's going to come a time we're going to be fighting our own government and oh yeah, and our brothers and sisters around the country. So mm-hmm. war, I can yeah. see that happening here, and they want that to happen. Uh, they never let a a, a good conflict or whatever is it. Um, what, how do they? Use, what's the word? Gosh. Oh, never, never waste a good um, conflict or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and and they don't. And the, the Republicans, not all of them, but the Republican Party, a bunch of lame ducks, man. Let me tell you, I've been a Republican for years. I was a Democrat, then I was a Republican. Now I'm an independent, I'm a conservative. And some of these Republicans, even Ted Cruz made some comments recently that were like, what are you talking about? You know, he, he said that the January 6th shouldn't happen. These people were terrorists. And I'm like, and Sean, uh, Sean Hanny and Tucker Carlson called him out on it. But Russia's not innocent here, either is Ukraine, but Russia did right. invade Ukraine. And mm-hmm. is it right or wrong? Well, I wouldn't want to be invaded by a, another army that wants to annihilate them and annihilate. And Putin came out today or yesterday and said, uh, I think it was yesterday, he wants to annihilate every single Ukraine, person, woman, man, woman, and child. He wants them all dead. And he actually said that. And so, and because Poland brought in the million and a half, it's going to be like 2 million. He's going to go after them now. Mm-hmm. And you watch it. When he, once he gets here, he's going to go right after Poland. And it's hard to watch, Dave, because I know this stuff's going to happen because the Bible says it's going to happen. The Bible actually said that Russia would wake up and see it's back up 40 years when Russia fell in, I think it was the eighties when it finally started to fall apart. Right. Right. The 89. And uh, Reagan was president, tear down this wall. One of the most famous speeches by a president. I remember watching that speech live. Yeah. And and so Russia was a big, huge threat. 
you know, and we had the Berlin Wall and it was a Cold War and it was, you know, there was the whole thing in Cuba, the missile crisis, all that. And we're thinking, you know, I remember as a kid, really young, happened to learn to get under a desk and duck. And I thought to myself, even then, that's going to keep me safe from a nuclear weapon? Getting under my desk? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. That's like getting 100 feet into the ground, maybe. Yeah. But but the desk isn't even protected. Anyway, a little side note there. But And then Russia collapsed. All the Baltic states broke away. Ukraine was the last one, I think, to break away. And for many, many years, for a few decades, Russia was irrelevant to most people. Mm -hmm. I, I remember after they fell apart, they they were politically a mess. The military was a mess. They weren't a world player anymore. I remember politicians, even on CNN way back then, talking about, oh, we'll have to worry about Russia. You know, we, we're more worried about if they collapse too much, you know? Right. And I remember that Russia, Russia's so, you mean the Soviet Union? Ah, they're not going to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. And, but the Bible said they would. And people back then were looking for the Lord to come. Well, look at Russia. Russia's not in Ezekiel 38. They would never come down now. They're defeated. Right. Well, things change quick. Now look, now look at the mess we're in. Right. And the bear has been poked. Somebody poked the bear. And you know who poked the bear? You know whose fault this whole thing? Well, I shouldn't say fault because God is in control of everything. And he knew this was going to happen. And all the world players are like pawns to him. And he moves them around and makes them do whatever they want. He wants me. Right. Biden did this. Right. Biden did this. Even Obama said Biden can mess up anything. He's, 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 if it's a Biden, he'll break it. You know, paraphrasing mm -hmm. really bad here. But Obama basically said that about Biden as vice president. Yeah. He messed, he messed anything up. And how did Biden do this? Because you can't show weakness to our enemy. Right. China, Russia, Iran, you can't show weakness to a bully. Because if you show weakness to a bully, he's going to beat you up every day after school. He's mm -hmm. going to take your lunch money. He's going to take your jacket. And the next day you come, he's going to do it again and again until you stand up to him. And Trump stood up to the bullies of the world. He right. said you, that they said North Korea, there'll never be peace there. We'll never be able to deal with them. Nobody, we can't talk to them. And look what Trump did. Right. Um, he brought oil down to $40 a barrel from $80 a barrel. And now mm -hmm. it's up to $120 or $130 a barrel. And it's going to yeah. go higher. And because you can't show weakness to a bully. Mm -hmm. And Biden, the very first thing he did that shut the, the one of the things he did, I think uh, to me was the most significant thing he did to embold Putin was to shut our oil down and the fracking down. Yeah. Because at that point, when Trump was in there the last couple of years, we were exporting a, what is it, a couple hundred thousand barrels a day on top right. of what we make for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we weren't a lot relying, we weren't buying oil from hardly anyone. So what Biden does, he, he, shuts it all down and now and then he says we're gonna buy it from Russia, we're gonna buy it from this person and that person. Now he's actually trying to buy it from Iran. Did you hear that? He's trying to buy oil from yeah, Iran. Yeah, I heard that. 
Yeah, and Venezuela. So anyway, hey, Dave, I'll be right back. Yeah. I have, sorry, folks, I have to get off for just one minute. Yeah, sure enough. Okay. I'll sure enough. Right okay. All righty. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, folks, that um, I don't know, and I don't want to bring this up without Brian here, but I, uh, you know, I don't know when he'll be back, but, um, you know, looking at photo evidence and hearing things from people, <clears throat> the reason that in the U.S. court system, and probably court systems around the world, that um, they're requiring now that um, that you have a video. Uh, because they know that when a rumor starts going around, it goes around, you know. And and I, I like what Brian said. I really do. But I'm reminded of the World Trade Center. <clears throat> you know, the World Trade Center was attacked in September of uh, 2001, September 11th. And right away, I mean, even before the the, the very tip of the planes hit, all of a sudden, Bush knew who it was. He knew right away who it was. And, you know, I think it was that night that he told us who it was, or who he was asserting it was. And we went to war over this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, um, and then we, as years go by, we find out, hey, you know, those planes don't really look like jet airliners. Um, and there's explosions in the building before the plane hits. And you start thinking to yourself, dang it, that was a setup. You know, that was a, that was a bold-faced lie. It was, I'm convinced that we took down, the, the, that are not we, <clears throat> had nothing to do with it, but that for whatever reasons, and I think the reasons were to go in the Middle East and cause chaos and mayhem, but um, for whatever reason, We'll leave it at that for now. Um, those towers came down and that the government brought them down or a part of the government, who knows. But um, And how many people died in that war? How many Americans died in that war? How many um, Muslims died in that war? You know, because they wanted to destroy two towers and cast the blame on people that didn't do it. Okay. So... The public was convinced for many years that it, it was two groups of Muslims or, uh, yeah, two and two, four, because two flew into the towers. Uh, one tried to crash into the Pentagon, which if you look at that is the biggest hoax I've ever seen. And then one crashed somewhere in, in um, oh, somewhere, oh, in Pennsylvania, Shanksville. That's right. Um, although it left no evidence that no plane parts whatsoever. Um and uh, the, it looked like a missile hit the Pentagon, not an airplane. So, you know, you, you'll ask, well, what happened to the people that were on those airplanes? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't like to think about it because they were disappeared somehow. Um, so, you know, Brian was talking about the hospital being bombed. Well, that could have very easily been a public relations campaign by the Ukrainians. You know, that's happened in wars before. You know, destroy something and blame it on the other guy, you know. So I'm just saying that we have to watch and measure the evidence that we're given. Because so, nowadays they can make anything look real. They really can. Matter of fact, the Bible says that the uh, the false prophets 
going to be able to make it appear that fire is falling from the sky. And what I think it means by that fire on, on the enemies of the uh, the beast, the Antichrist. Um, so if he's able to do that, and we've developed that kind of technology, we know we have uh, through a um, harp and, and different things like that. So if they have the technology already, and, you know, I don't know what it is, but a lot of people say that they can make pictures using CGI. Um what that even means, I don't know. CG has its computer graphic interface or something like that. And if they can do that, then they can certainly make it. Uh, there was a picture that was going around not too long ago. And it was um, it was a picture of, I think, it, uh, who's that? Barbara, who's that um, white-haired Shlemiel that works for CNN? He's from the Vanderbilt family. Anderson. What? Anderson. Uh, Anderson Cooper. Yeah. And in this picture, and some very astute person that was watching this picked this out. Anderson Cooper sitting on a rooftop. It looks like in Ukraine. Okay. Um, and all of a sudden there's an explosion. It looked like maybe a couple miles behind him. And uh, you see the windows blowing out and Anderson Cooper standing up and then falling to the ground. Well, the person that was, you know, had examined a video said that, you know, he has circles around different things. And it looked like the windows blew out before the shockwave could ever get there. And so they could have planted Anderson Cooper in that picture. That picture could have come from a war anywhere in that area. And we know there's been a lot of wars in that area, right? Um, so just, you know, because... Hi, Brian. Uh, what I, what I, what I was talking about is that, you know, uh, we have to be careful of the evidence that we, we watch because, and I pointed out the Twin Towers, you know, how, mm -hmm. you know, they tried to convince us that that was Muslim insurgents that took over those planes and crashed yeah. them in. And I'm, I'm convinced that our government brought mm -hmm. them down, you know. Yeah. But we believed that for a long time, you know, and, and, uh, look at all the Sikhs and stuff around the United States that got attacked because they wore turbans on their heads and they were blamed for yeah, not, not even true. close to being Arabs. But uh, right. and there's there's a picture that's going around now uh, or a video of Anderson Cooper. Have you seen it where he's sitting on a rooftop and uh, there's an explosion? It looks like it's a couple miles behind him. Mm -hmm. Well, it would take it would take a, a fairly good time for the shockwave if there was one because that was two miles away. Um, and it wasn't a big explosion. So it it would take a long time. But all of a sudden, you know, you see the explosion. Then you see windows blowing out in the buildings that are down down and below Anderson Cooper, like, you know, maybe um, a quarter mile away. Um, and uh, and then, you know, he stands up and he ducks down real quick, you know. And I was just mm -hmm. saying that, you know, it, they could have just placed him in that picture. That That, that video could have come from any war in that mm -hmm. area and, and cnn is notorious for doing that oh yeah you know Big time. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so you know and what i said was that you know just uh yes there was a hospital bombed in in uh kiev uh but it could have been it could have been an accident it could have been um it could have been the ukrainians firing and then blaming mm -hmm. it on the russians i don't know I, I don't put anything past anybody anymore when mm -hmm. it comes to the the people of this world you know mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and uh, 
so anyway, you know, just to, to weigh the evidence and, uh, you know, a lot of times you'll, they'll show, um, okay, here's a good example. Um, the way the Jews, remember they, um, they poisoned wells supposedly, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were always blamed for poisoning wells and kidnapping Gentile children and sacrificing them. And so look what's happened over the centuries, the hatred there are for Jews because of those rumors that went around that weren't true. Okay. So even when we hear secondhand testimony from people that are supposedly saw something, we have to, um, we have to kind of weigh the evidence, you know, and, and not, not jump into anything really quickly to, you know, so anyway, you know, everybody's guilty of it. And I just think that, um, in, in the medical medical field, we call that subjective testimony or subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you, if you witness it as objective, it's like saying secondhand, um, information mm-hmm. or what they call that in the court. Um, uh, hearsay information, uh, as opposed to, you know, personal information. As a matter of fact, um, <clears throat> it's gotten so bad with that, that when we had trouble with that neighbor in, in Crawfordsville, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was always calling the, the, uh, sh- the sheriff about our dogs. Well, I caught her doing stuff and I called the sheriff. Well, did you get a video of it? And no, I didn't. Well, we need about a 15 minute video of her doing that. And then we can come out and do something because they weren't willing to take our, our, our testimony that even though a bunch of us were saying it, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't willing to take that testimony unless they saw video proof of it. So, you know, that's the point it's reached because so many people make up so many things all the time now that they, Mm -hmm. the testimony of, of one or two people doesn't count anymore. (laughs) So, which is sad. It really is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, that's what I was talking about while, while you were, weren't, you know, we were gone. And um, not to take away from you what you, you know, presented. Just that, you know, I'm, it's funny because tonight we're kind of like point counterpoint. Remember on uh, Saturday Night yeah. Live? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Except I'm not going to call you the names that Dan called yeah, James. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it's it's healthy. It's interesting to do something like this because yeah. we're looking at both sides. We're not we're co- not coming across as uh, being for the Ukrainians or for the Russians, but we rec- we're recognizing that there's a problem there that needs to be solved. And and frankly, um, you know, was it confused about the U- Ukraine war? We are too. It's down. It's scrolling across the bottom, and I think we'll be confused for a long time on this one. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there is, there is stuff coming in that, you know, the Russians are doing this and, um, that the Ukrainians are, are the, the victims and, and, and that's good. I, I can see that because of the fact that there's Russian troops in Ukraine, you know, um, basically mm-hmm. kind of bears that out, but, um, I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna sit back on the sidelines and watch this one, I think for the most part, because, um, it's just it's just too confusing to me. I don't know how you feel about it, but it's I don't know because if if Biden was against the Ukrainians, um, I'd probably I'd probably be rooting for the Ukrainians because mm-hmm. Biden makes bad choices. And you know, um, I, I think we brought it up the last show, Brian, um, <clears throat> that um, Biden has got bad blood with the Ukrainians. 
Yeah. Uh, he had his son yeah. in there. His son, was it Barisma? His son used to work for mm-hmm. making millions yeah. of dollars for doing nothing. <laughs> well, isn't that what politicians do anyway? They make lots of money for doing nothing. Um, mm-hmm. And really, they do nothing. They don't advocate for us anymore. But um, so what Biden did is uh, what the Ukrainians did is they, they appointed a, a prosecutor to look into all this. Okay. Well, when Biden was still president or vice president, excuse me, with uh, Obama, just before he got out, uh, the Ukrainians were supposed to receive a, a quite a large amount of money from the United States government. And uh, what Biden did just before leaving office, he says, this is what we're going to do. And this is where we got quid pro quo. Um, he says, you don't get the money until you fire the prosecutor and stop looking into this. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. and that's that. That, yeah. yeah. Remember, and that's what happened, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and it was all dropped like a hot potato. Now, if the mafia walked up to to uh, Biden or whatever and said, you know, if if you don't do what we tell you to do, we're gonna we're gonna ruin you, or something like that, or any politician walked up to him and said that, that would be illegal. That would be totally right. illegal under United States statutes. <clears throat> but Biden does it in ukraine and it's okay it's just something we're going to sweep under the carpet and and uh pretend it never happened and i'm surprised that you know well not surprised really it's never come up again but um of course we have republicans that are spineless and refuse to bring things like that up again or you know so Mm -hmm. anyway um go ahead brian i'm oh no no um a couple things one on the more on the war what i've been seeing on the news, uh, there's a program on Fox called the Faulkner Report. It's uh-huh. on in the mornings. Uh, I think it's when is it on? Uh, I think it's on around 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And she's been on Fox for many, many years now. She has her own program. And I've never used to watch her, but she's actually pretty good. And she had a guy on today that is an American. Uh, some type of special force is retired. Mm-hmm. And he and some others, special forces retired, went into Ukraine on their own dime to Uh help. Right. And they went in to evacuate uh, people. Um, I guess there's a school there. I can't remember the name of it. And they went in to evacuate people from Ukraine. And when they got there, um, it was worse than they thought. And they'd seen battles like in Iraq war, you know, all these Afghanistan. These guys are hardened special forces retired mm-hmm. and they said they were shocked about the devastation they saw really and the fighting and the bombing that was going on it, it shocked them they didn't realize it was that bad huh. and when they finally got into ukraine it took them three days to get to kiev they had to sneak into the city and right. they got in there and on the main road i think from the west to going into kiev there was over 40 checkpoints they had, yeah, Russian checkpoints? checkpoints, huh? Russian checkpoints. They well, they were supposed to be Ukrainian checkpoints, but oh, okay. they think some of, but they think some of them were actually Russian disguised as Ukrainians. Really, that, that doesn't yeah, surprise and, me. But they yeah. somehow got around these things, you know, because they're ex-military. I don't know how they uh-huh. did it. You know, these guys are these guys are the best of the best, you know, and of the world. Right. So my hat goes off to them to do this. What brave men 
to go into another country that's not their own to try to help. That's just amazing. And they could get killed. Uh-huh. And they said that they could not rescue these people that they went to go rescue because there was too much bombing and devastation around. It was, he said, wow. it's just, they've never seen it this bad. Uh-huh. And so I know some of the, some of the coverage is fake. I know there's an, there's a, where did I see it? Did we talk about this? It showed an explosion in the background from like an apartment building or a large building, you know, up high. And right. it showed this explosion. There's a huge mushroom cloud going up. It was at night. And somebody found the video of this same explosion six years ago. Yeah, see? They yeah. used the same one. Uh-huh. So that was totally fake. But some of the stuff, and it's propaganda, a lot of it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. But the devastation um, is pretty bad. You know, it's really bad. And um, so Russia's going to use propaganda. Ukraine's going to use propaganda. But in the bottom line... Innocent people are getting hurt and dying in the middle. Sure. It's right. basically what you have a fight with right now is the the deep state, one world government against free people. Mm-hmm. And they're caught in the middle. Right. And I believe this whole thing was started by our government and the world governments on purpose. Mm-hmm. And it was for a couple of reasons, distract from the, the pure lying of the, of the COVID vaccine for the last two years, especially for Biden, elections are coming up. And now I know, saw today he jumped up nine points in the latest poll. <laughs> he was 39% of poll rating. Now he's 48. That's why I don't and, believe in poll. Or 47. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they're using this. They're milking this. And they're doing what's horrible. And I hope he burns in hell for this. Innocent people are dying because of this. Right. Men, women, and children are being carpet bombed. Um, hospitals being blown up and this, it's just horrible. And even though we know the Lord's coming back, Dave, and this is part of the end times, it's really hard to watch, but, yeah. um, but um, they had a, um, I have to look it up. I did look it up. Um, a Ukrainian government official talked about how they're going after the column and how they're, they're trying to pick away at it to slow it down. And that's why it hasn't moved. It's mm-hmm. been, and it also hasn't moved because Russia sent this huge column of vehicles in there, 40, 50 miles long. That's amazing, by the way. But mm-hmm. they didn't plan on the logistics to keep the men in the vehicles fueled and fed. Right. So they're having a hard time getting fuel and food in there because the Ukrainian uh, soldiers are bombing the fuel trucks before they get there. <laughs> and I guess Turkey sent in UAVs. Uh, aerial vehicles and gave four or five of them to uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. and they've been using those to bomb the convoy. Huh. And so, and this was a few days ago already. And now I guess stinger missiles and javelins have arrived and now they're starting to use them more. And that's why you hear more of them being shot down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a tit for tat back and forth, but bottom line, yeah, Ukraine's got some issues. I you know I know about the corruption and, and like we even with the Bidens and what they did behind the scenes. And you know, uh, Ukraine has been known as a uh, as a nation that's not been a totally honest nation with its government, not the people. Mm-hmm. But uh, Russia came in, and what they're doing is horrible. You know, they used a hyper. Uh, yeah, the mother of all bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the father of all. They used it. I, I think a few days ago. It's hard to tell if it's a real picture. It looks like it, you know, but man, that thing looks like it looks like a nuclear bomb going off. And so mm-hmm. 
it, it, it vaporizes everything for two square miles. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. So, yeah. um, and then going back to the scriptures in Revelation 17 uh, about he was and then he wasn't and then he was. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, I, there's people out there that think that is the Antichrist that got killed in the middle of the tribulation. He was. Mm-hmm. Then he got killed and died. And then he came back to life. And so right. some people think if I'm going off memory here, that's what that's talking about. And and that Satan who comes from the pit literally dwells the Antichrist in mm-hmm. the middle. Some people think that when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he's empowered by the devil, but he's not indwelt by him. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the tribulation, when he dies and he comes back, it's because Satan literally enters his body and raises him up. Mm-hmm. The beast. Right. And so, the, well, the beast is the Antichrist, but, the, you know, um, the, the dragon. And and so he comes back. And that's why the middle of the tribulation to the end of the tribulation is called the great tribulation. Because mm-hmm. now you have this world figure that is totally engulfed by Satan. And he, he makes Putin look like a school child, a school boy. Right. And, uh, and that's when the mark of the beast happens and you have to take the mark. And if you don't take the mark, you can't eat or buy food. And mm-hmm. I believe that mark, uh, obviously, we, you, you know this too. And we, we talked about it. The mark is here. The technology for that has been out for sure. a long time. And like right. the COVID, remember the whole COVID passports? And then they want to put a chip <clears throat> in you for COVID. Mm-hmm. So you just scan your hand. So you make sure, you know, they can monitor you and all this stuff. And right. So that's, that's here now, you know, so mm-hmm. that's totally here now. And, and, but bottom line, we're in the end times. We're totally right. in the end times and everything's, everything's happening right now. Well, you know, I think that, I think that, um, you know, your gener, our generation, you know, um, <laughs> even the, the even the unbelievers have my, my, my generation. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are older than me, uh, but uh, you know, we we even the unsaved have been exposed to the whole story about the Antichrist and everything else, and and we know what to watch out for. We uh, we know that there's going to be a great deception that comes upon people. Even unbelievers know that for the most part. Yeah, yeah. and. And I think that, you know, it says in, in, in Revelation that, um, or no, it was, it's not Revelation. Paul was talking, and he says that, uh, you know, you won't see the Antichrist till he that is restraineth is moved out of the way, not taken out, but moved out, like a, like you would open up the gates to a dam. You know, the dam is taken out of the way, and the water is allowed to flow. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's what that word means, by the way. <clears throat> but, um, uh, so it's obvious that the, the influence of the Holy Spirit and the word of God has touched a lot of people of our generation. And, and of course, the older generation, the ones that are older than us. And um, so that's that's restraining right there. OK, uh, it goes much deeper than that. But um, so I think that once our generation becomes less. And that influence that we've been, the, the enlightenment that we've been given by the Holy Spirit, both, especially the saved people, but even the unsaved that have heard the message, you know, they watch the Left Behind series or whatever. Um, and so they've got some kind of knowledge. 
uh, once that starts to wane, this new generation, the uh, the um, the one that's after ours, and the one that comes after them, which is alive today, um, they're uh, they're not as informed as we are or are, and. If you talk to some people that are not, not so much Gen X, but um, the next generation, for some reason, the name's escaping me. Um, yeah, okay, anyway, um, I'm trying to remember it, and it's not coming. So uh, if you talk to some of them, uh, and I have talked to some of them, um, they're, they're, the ideas that they have are totally, it's like a blitzkrieg of, of nuttiness. It's... Um, Here's an example. Um, they're willing to follow the socialist guidelines, okay? And if a social, because they've been brought up that way, you know, it's not their fault. They've been, they've been, they've had it infused. They've received injections of socialism all their lives from educators, their parents, in many cases, um, and so they're all messed up when it comes to right thinking. Not all of them, I shouldn't say. They're not all messed up, but many of them are. Because I've met some people, that generation, that are phenomenal. And um, so being that way, and, and the fact that a lot of them don't like baby boomers. They hate baby boomers, as a matter of fact. A lot of them do. Um, so they're not going to listen to what we have to say. Um, they're going to have to learn things the hard way, unfortunately. But since they, they haven't been exposed and they're not very versed in what what's um, they're not part of what's holding back the antichrist. And, and so their generation, I know for sure will be the ones that are witness to antichrist. I don't know if we will, um, you know, only, only God knows. Um, but um, so their generation, I think is the one that's, that's going to do it. And, um, but I don't know if you've talked to very many people of that generation uh, what is the one that comes after Gen X? I keep forgetting. Millennials. Millennials. Yeah. Uh, Gen Z. Yeah, they, they're, they're the children of the millennials. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. Uh, we were we were often referred to them as the, the Omega generation, the last one. But um, <clears throat> so when it, when it all comes, when push comes to shove, I think that they're going to be the ones that are the persecutors and the ones that are, are going to throw believers, um, you know, behead believers and stuff like that, the believers of that time. And um, so it's, um, well, I was getting into this. I have no idea, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, they're the ones that, that are, you know, they believe the government narrative. You know, I'm, I'm certain that that generation, I would say probably 95% of them went and got the shot. You know, um, I, I, I wouldn't, and it might even be a higher percentage, but, uh, but I know a few that haven't. Um, so they're willing to follow the government narrative. And when the beast comes with all of his lies, they're going to fall for it hook, line, and sinker. Um, they're just, uh, because they're, Many of them are a godless generation. Uh, they hate God. You know, our generation, most of us respected God, knew that he was God for the most part, you know. And uh, then the next generation doesn't care. 
but you know they, they come to faith and and in Yeshua and stuff. But that they're the last generation or generation, um, the millennials, I should say. Um, I've I've noticed more hating of God than from any than from any other generation, and um, so I think that they're they're prompt, they're primed and they're pumped and they're ready to go. So, um, you know, and like you said, it could it could be tonight. It could be you know, the rapture. It could be tonight. Tomorrow. Uh, next month, you know, 10 years from now, who knows? Um, only he knows. And um, I'm looking forward to that day. <laughs> um, I always thought that I would never die, you know, a physical death, that, um, you know, we're going to go up in a rapture. And, you know, now that I'm getting older, I'm wondering, hey, you know, maybe I will. Who knows? Um, uh, prepared for either way. I, I'd like to go up in the air more <laughs> then come out of the grave but um <clears throat> we'll see what happens that then that's all in his hands and i can't do anything about that nor would i but um so where was i going anyway it's it's just interesting to to see the demographics and how people align themselves with what's what's based on what they hear you know and like you said <clears throat> both sides of this war None of them are angels, you know, especially the leaders. A few of them might be fallen angels, um, but none of them are, are, you know, actual God's angels or um, or angelic, so to speak. And um, so, you know, any anything's possible with them. But like you said, it's always the innocent people that, that take it in the shorts, you know, basically. And... Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's really sad that, you know, it's, and it is, if, if this is really happening, you know, the, where the Russians are saying, okay, you guys can leave, and then they're killing people. Well, yeah, it's, that's a genocide. And, um, you know, the uh, they'll, they'll be judged for that someday. They really will, mm-hmm. and, uh, and rightfully so. And like you said, you know, the fires of hell aren't hot enough for some of these politicians that are out there. Um, back during the uh, World War II, um, it's it's pretty common knowledge now that Roosevelt knew that the uh, the Holocaust was occurring, yeah. And uh, and and I from what I've read, Hitler even offered to for other countries to take the Jews. And the British and the Americans uh, turned turned the Jews down and said, "No, you know we we can't accept too many people into our country." Um, now what they should have done is gone to the Mexican border and tried to come across. They probably would have been welcomed with open arms even back in the 1940s because um, we really had no border back then with the, with Mexico. But um, so, you know, this this kind of perversion of, um, of morality has has been around for a long time and uh, it's just increasing. Now, I think it's Peter. He's, oh, no, no, it's Daniel. He seems to see, he says something. I can't remember the exact words. Uh, the angels talking to him or, or Yeshua. I don't know, but um, says things are going to progress and get worse to worse and knowledge will increase. You know, now knowledge could be good knowledge, but it also could be knowledge of how to, how to practice evil. Okay. And I tell you, if those are the lessons that are being given, people are getting straight A's on their, on their learning how to practice evil. And, uh, and it's really a shame. It really is. So, um, anyway, so it's, um, 
Brian? <laughs> you have your you don't have your mic on. Sorry. I was just it's looking okay. up Daniels. Sorry about that. Um I was just seeing the last, the last few verses of the last chapter. Yeah, 12. Yeah. Yeah, for these words will conceal till the end of time. Be, uh, many will be purged, purified, and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand, but those who have insight will understand. That's huge because I, that's talking about believers, um, yeah. and we we understand what's going on. Actually, that's really relevant for what we're talking about because people on secular news see this as for what is happening right now is happening right in front of them. And they view it by history from Hitler and things like that. We view it mm -hmm. from scripture. Right. And so that's a whole different view that you're not going to get on Fox or anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's, it says there, where was it? The wicked will act wickedly that wickedly. None of the wicked will understand. So you can tell somebody that it's not a believer that what's happening in Ukraine and the genocide that's going on by Russia is foretold in the scriptures in Ezekiel 38 that they're going to come down eventually and invade the Middle East and they're going to start taking these countries back because they're mentioned in scripture. But they're not going to get that. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. You know, but it says in um, uh, is the epistles in the New Testament that believers um, won't be surprised about the day of the Lord when it comes. Because we're not as the rest of the world. Right. And we're not like the rest of the world. We have, you know, they say we have, was it five senses? We really have six because the Holy Spirit. Right. And we have our, you know, smell, taste, touch, you know, all that. But we really have six because we have the Holy Spirit, which has mm -hmm. many senses besides more than that. Because there's a, there's the gifts of the Spirit. Right. Are, are the senses of the Holy Spirit working through us. And so... It says there that we won't be surprised when that day overtake because it'll overtake them. The day of the Lord, when it actually happens, it will shock people. Right. But it shouldn't shock the believers. Mm -hmm. And if we're shocked by it, it's because we're ignorant and don't know the scriptures and we're not looking for it. Right. And it actually says those who are looking for his appearing, the rapture, are going to get a crown of righteousness for looking for that. They're going to be rewarded mm -hmm. for looking and following the signs of the times. And right now what we're talking about is horrible. Uh, Ukrainians and then the Russians that are being arrested for protesting. And now their country economically is being devastated as we speak. I mean, they can't go get money out of the ATMs. And the ruble is just, I mean, if you had a $50 bill, it's worth five cents in Russia. I'm just yeah, that's right. exaggerating, but maybe not. And, uh, but it's it's really devastating them. And they're knowing that when they protest, they're going to be taken to prison or shot and killed it, it for, for 8 to 10 to 15 years. And so it's hard to watch all this. It's just it's just heart wrenching. And and I bet you know what's coming because the Bible says what's coming. It's coming. The Lord's coming back and his birth pains. Matthew 24 says it's birth pains and birth pains hurt and ask any woman that's had a child it hurts and it's painful and they're going to increase as it gets closer and closer uh to 
the Messiah returning and rapturing us and setting up a kingdom. And it's, it's hard to watch, but it's happening. And I would just say to believers out there, you know, you know, Yeshua in your heart, it says, when you see these things happening that we're talking about tonight, Dave, it says, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Very right at the door. Literally, Jesus said that. And we are right at the door. I mean, the door is opening up and, um, you have to think, look at it this way, in the current situation of the world that's going on right now, mm-hmm. putting the Bible aside, putting scripture aside, let's just say that's not relevant right now. It is, but don't take me wrong here. How much longer can the world last the current direction it's going? If there's no no Bible prophecy no salvation, no redemption, put that aside. And it's just mankind on the earth. How much longer and the current way we're living can we last? We can't last much longer. There's men, mankind, and the heart of men is sin. And we're, it says we're continually evil. There's none righteous, no, not one. And so what I'm saying here is, Without, without Yeshua, without the Lord and his blood, sacrifice, and resurrection, and the hope of his return, mankind would be doomed for total destruction. But the good news is, folks, Jesus is real. He did die on the cross, and he is coming back. And we know how the world ends up. And at the end, Jesus is going to reign on the earth for a thousand years. He's going to come back at the battle of Armageddon. He's going to speak a word, whatever it is, the sword of his mouth comes out of a sword and he slays the armies of the nations in the battle of Armageddon. He sets up his kingdom and fixes the earth and remodels it for a thousand years. He reigns on the earth from Jerusalem. That's what's coming. The baby is called the millennium. And the new and, and the new heavens and new earth comes after that. And if you're a believer tonight, time is short. Time is so short as uh, far as the Lord coming back. And things are going to heat up more and more, folks. And tell you right now, things are not going to get better. I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but the baby of the millennium and the rapture and all that this hasn't happened yet is coming down the track like a train going 100 miles an hour, and it's not going to stop. God is moving these world leaders around, like I said earlier, like a, like a chessboard. And he binds just a piece, a pawn in the God's hand to use to bring the end times to the fulfillment, to bring his son back here to set everything up and to fix everything. And that's our hope. That's the blessed hope. The blessed hope is it gets better. It gets way better for those who know the Lord and that's what's happening. And it's hard to watch. It's really, really hard to watch it. Now it doesn't mean we don't know that day exactly. So on the other side, we may have a few years left. We may have 10 years. We may have two. We don't know for sure. So can the Ukrainian people beat back Russia and is Russia going to take over Ukraine? I don't know, but there is hope. Do I want Russia to take over Ukraine? No, I don't. Because then 
it means they're going to go into Poland and they're going to go do this and go do that and kill millions of people or th- hundreds of thousands for sure. You know, and there's believers that live in those countries. I don't want to see them persecuted that live. There's believers that live in uh, Ukraine and God can protect them, but also they can be persecuted. Like I think the last I heard was it last year in 2021, a hundred million or 200 million Christians were persecuted through the whole world. There's a lot. So um, and some of the news we see about Ukraine is fake, but some of it's real. hundred uh, percent. It's real. Um, Russia's the aggressor, but we knew he was going to be the aggressor because um, the bear comes out of the North and he's coming out of the North. And um, if Ukraine fights back and pushes back Russia, what happens to a bear or a wild animal animal when they're pushed into a corner? They know if they know that they're pushed into a corner and they got to fight for their life. It could get really bad, really bad. So I, I would say to our audience, pray for the people of Ukraine that God protects them and and keeps the men and women and children safe and saves them that salvation through the bunkers, people are getting saved in those bunkers and those subway tunnels that that when you're in a a foxhole, there's no atheists in foxholes. And the same for the Russian people that are going through it tonight. They're in jail. They're being or maybe killed for protesting. And now the people of that country are realizing more and more that they're being lied to and they're going to be, they have a, a dictator that is clamping down on them. We need to pray that God protects them and saves them. You know, salvation is it. You know, um, everybody struggles in this world, whether you're a Christian or a non-Christian. But God wants everyone to come to heaven. He wants none to perish, but all to come to salvation. Because he loves us. That's why he sent, it says in John 3, 16, he, he sent Jesus, Yeshua, to the whole world. Not to just the United States, not to Britain, not to Ukraine, not just to Russia or China, to the whole world. In God's eyes, we're, we're all, he wants us all to be saved. So I'd say tonight, you're out there, you don't know the Lord, and life is real scary. Uh, admit that you're a sinner, because um, we all are, every one of us. Um, tell, tell the Lord, I'm a sinner. Jesus, I know who you are. You're the son of God. You died for me and you rose on the third day to take my sins away. I believe that with all my heart. And I ask you to come into my heart and be my savior and my Lord and forgive me of my sins. And then at that point, find a Bible, find some other Christians, find a church and start growing in the Lord. Start reading and finding out who this, this, new, this new person in your life is. And what he's like and what he likes and dislikes and how to, how to please him. Because at that point, you don't belong to yourself anymore. You actually belong to him. And it says in the scriptures that you're a new creation. And there's a lot of study on that people have done. But you basically are changed on the inside out. And I believe it changes you physically. You just don't mm-hmm. feel it. 
Oh, you might. You might. When you said you're a new creation, um, if you're addicted to something tonight and he comes in your heart, that, I'm not saying it could. There's a good chance that would go away. It's just he knows how. God knows how to fix us. He's a fixer. And he knows what we need to fix us. We need his son. We need salvation. We need to be renewed on the inner man. The outer man is decaying day by day. The inner man is renewed and will last forever because um, this flesh will go away. But the soul and the spirit where God dwells in the innermost being of a human lives on an eternity in another body, in another dimension. One dimension is called hell and the other dimension is called heaven. And just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not physically real. You don't see the wind, but you feel the wind. I don't, I can't see gravity, but if I jump off a building, I'm going to feel gravity really bad. Mm-hmm. So it's because you don't see something, you can't touch it. Um, Thomas, doubting Thomas, I hate saying that about him because we all doubt, says, lest I touch his side and feel and see him and feel his wounds, I'm not going to believe. And then he appeared right in the room, Thomas, and he said to him, stop believing and touch and believe. And he mm-hmm. fell at his knees, fell right in front of him. And so, um, folks, everybody out there, this life is more than what you see. Some of you out there, I think, you have a lot of bad stuff happening to you all the time and you can't get away from it. It's spiritual. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you, don't need a, you don't need to go see somebody to read your palm. You need to be on your knees asking Jesus to come into your heart. If you're a believer, you need to be on your knees asking him and, forget, and getting all the stuff out of your life and giving it to him. I do it every day because every day I blow it every day. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And if you let a day go by where you got something in, in your life or just it could be small. You're not you're wondering why you're not hearing from God. Well, because there's something in your life you need to deal with because God wants to talk to you. And you can't he's going to talk to you, but he wants you to admit or, or bring whatever it is that's in the way and get it out your chest. Right. And some people say, oh, I'm not a good at praying. Uh, nobody should be good at praying. Because the Pharisees prayed on the street and they were hypocrites. Right. I would say, do you like to talk? Talk to God. You don't have to say amen. You don't have to say thou, you know, oh, thou God almighty. Just I'm talking and we're talking back and forth to each other. God, just talk to him. That's right. You don't have to be afraid of him. He, he sent his son to die for you. Why would somebody who sent somebody to die for you, why would you be afraid of him when he's given everything he's ever had to us? Mm-hmm. He was and he's heard, he's heard everything too, Brian. He, there's yeah. nothing surprises him because he's seen it all already. Exactly. He knows what you're thinking. He knows, <laughs> he knows what you're doing and everything else. So, you know, you can't surprise him by coming up and saying, hey, you know, I did this. And he's going, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, so, right now what are you going to do about that yeah exactly you know. and it's just it's just <clears throat> folks it's hard to live on this world it is hard it is really hard 
sometimes you have good days, you have vacations or, or a job comes through or this or that, or wherever you're living in the world, it's hard. Life is tough. But Jesus said in the gospels, he overcame. He says, take heart. What he means, when he means, he says, take heart is don't be depressed. That's what he's saying. Paraphrasing here, maybe just interjecting a little bit. Take heart. I have overcome this world. Don't be discouraged. Don't be depressed. There's more than what you see. And the hardest thing for humans to do is to give. I mean, back up. Hardest thing for us to do, well, what we do really well is we try to fix everything ourselves. We want to be independent. We want to raise our families. We want to be like we got our life under control. And I found in life, the more I try to make my life under control, the more it gets out of control. Yeah, and that's the truth. And the harder I try, the worse the behind it, the was it the harder I work, the behinder I get. Mm-hmm. And so the Christian life, if you can sum it up in one sentence or one phrase, is let let's see, you have to lose control and let God control. Let God have the control. Mm-hmm. And somebody says, well, how do you do that? You give them your life every day. I do that every day and life's still hard. Jesus said life was going to be hard. He never said because you give your life to him, it's going to be easy. He never said right. that. He said, matter of fact, you'll be persecuted because of my name in John, in the Gospel of John. But he did say that he would be with us until the end of the age. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It means wherever you go, whatever you do, not only does God see you, but if he, he's in you if you're a believer. Not only is he in you through the Holy Spirit speaking to you every single day of your life, he also has guardian angels around you. Mm-hmm. So you're not by yourself. If you think you're by yourself tonight, you're not. If you think God doesn't hear you or care about you, that's wrong. He does. It says in um, Matthew 6, um, the Part of the chapter where it talks about anxiety, he says, um, you see the birds of the air, they neither sow, sow nor reap. That means they don't plant food and they don't go out and, you know, they don't go to a store. They, they're not fed. They have to, they go out every day and the food is there. They just get it. Right. How much more valuable is a human being than a bird? Why worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to clothe yourself with? So Matthew chapter six, I think, I think verses mm-hmm. 18, starting at 18, I could be wrong because we're way more valuable than a bird. Mm-hmm. But he, in that chapter, think about it. He knows what a bird needs and he takes care of it. Right. A little bird. Mm-hmm. And so we're more valuable because God sent his son to die for mankind and right. we're mankind. So tonight, wherever you are, and if you're in Ukraine hearing this, you could be in Ukraine right now or Russia hearing this. I can't tell you it's going to be okay. I can't say that. But what I can say, I know somebody that can take care of you and help you that's way more powerful than any any government, any nuclear weapon, anything man could ever make. All he has to do is speak it and it's gone. Right. He doesn't have to use weapons. But that same power that can do that is the same power that's on your side if you're mm-hmm. a Christian. And um, 
I, there was a story I heard it a long time ago. Um, Barbara might remember this. Um, I might butcher it. Uh, I think it was a missionary. And I think he was in Siberia. And he was banned there because he was a missionary. He's a pastor. And he was banned because he was a Christian. And he was put out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, I think the nearest place was an army base, maybe 20 miles away, that would bring him food once in a while so you know, his family could eat. And one night they're sitting at the table and there was no food. And one of the children, and so the wife set all the plates up. And they had no food. And was, I think the daughter or one of the children said, Dad, we have no food. What are, what are we going to eat? We got the plates out. He goes, God's going to provide for us. Well, how? How will he do it? Well, the army will bring us something or the town that's near us will bring us food. Well, Dad, what if they don't bring it? Because it was a blizzard going on that night, a snowstorm. Mm -hmm. Well, what if the town doesn't do it? And what if the military doesn't do it? How are we going to eat? Then God will bring it himself. Just about then there was a knock on the door and the wind's blowing at, you know, like a blizzard, you know, hurricane force wind, but a blizzard. Mm -hmm. And he opens the door just a little bit and this arm reaches in and there's a loaf of bread on this guy, this arm, this hand. And the pastor grabs it, puts it down, looks back out of the door and there's nobody there. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, God loves us. And there's one more story. Um, um, and I might be butchering this stuff, but I'm going off my memory and I have no, no coffee in me. So forgive me. Um, <laughs> it was during, I think, the retaking of Jerusalem as the capital. What year was that? 67? Yeah, 67 when they got the capital back in Israel day. Oh, yeah. 1967. Yeah. I was yeah, thinking right. of B.C. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there was a battle for the city. And the Israeli army uh, was in the center of the, or maybe the old part of the city. I'm not sure, but it was in Jerusalem. And there was four or five Israeli soldiers and, and maybe, maybe less, maybe a few more, but not very many. And they were running out of ammo. And on the other side of this courtyard where they were fighting was uh, 100 to 200 um, Arabs. And they knew they were going to be overrun any minute because there was just a few of them, they were running out of ammunition. And so they basically said goodbye to each other. And um, all of a sudden, um, these, this enemy, uh, I think, started to attack. And then they stopped in their tracks. And they kind of were looking up in the air above the Israelis. They were there. And they screamed and took off and ran away. Mm -hmm. And going by memory here, uh, I think what happened after that, they caught, captured some of these guys. And they said, they said to him, why did you run away? You had us. He says there was these huge men, or uh, I can't remember how tall, 30 to 40 feet tall, with flaming swords standing behind you. Wow. And those were angels. Mm -hmm. And that happened to my family. Personally, I'm not going to get into that because I don't remember all the details. But Barbara knows that story about my daughter. So I'm going to pray for like 
I want to pray for you, not pray right now, but the Ukrainian people, or if you're listening or watching this and you're doing the right thing, which you are protecting your families and, and right. God, God can supernaturally protect you if he, mm-hmm. if he, he can fight for you. And right. I think as this thing unfolds, we're going to hear stories of stuff like that. And I think we're going to hear stories from people in Russia who are protesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I think through this, Dave, I think salvation is going to go through the Russian people. Yeah. And when when you take everything away from somebody and they have nothing left, there's only one or two things they can do. Die mm-hmm. or look to God. Look up and or go down. Mm-hmm. To God, God will answer them. Mm-hmm. And I That's think right. we're going to see a lot of people getting saved in Ukraine and Russia and mm-hmm. all these nations, actually and in the world, because um, we're, what's horrible about war, it makes you show you how how mortality is so fragile. Right. So fragile. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, of course. And so... And as you get older, you realize that too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's for sure. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, when we were talking earlier, folks, you know, about point counterpoint, stuff like that, I wasn't really picking sides. And I hope you know that. And um, it's just that Brian and I believe that with every story, there's two sides. And that you have to examine both sides in order to get the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, that's why we have uh, courts of law. And in a righteous court of law, the judge will listen to both sides. And so will the jury. And then they make a determination, you know, uh, regarding the the guilt or innocence of a person or a situation by what they heard and how credible they think both the stories are. So very rarely will you see Brian and I um, choosing a side. You know, uh, whether it's in this war or in a future war, I mean, you know, if it's if it's, you know, Jesus coming back, of course, we have our, we're going to be on the same side. Um, mm-hmm. But where, where human beings are concerned and, and the frailty and the and the um, the the hard and heavy and sometimes wicked heart of human beings mm-hmm. is concerned, you have to arbitrate by looking at both sides. So. Um, yes, I do feel for the Ukrainian people. I've worked with Ukrainian people and lovely people, lovely, lovely people. And, um, as a matter of fact, if I was going to believe anything about a people, I would believe it because of those people. Okay. Mm -hmm. They exhibited, they exhibited what, what goodness and kindness really is. Okay. Um, so yeah, I do feel bad for what's going on. I feel bad for all the lives that are being lost. And war is such a senseless thing anyway. And it's always instituted by a leader or two or maybe a party of leaders that has a beef with another party of leaders. And it's it's a human condition, and it's, and it's demonic. It really is. And um, there's, um, there's a... There's a passage in uh, the uh, Tanakh, you know, the Old Testament, and it says they'll beat their plowshare, uh, their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, and it says, nor will they like to make war anymore. Mm. Okay? And 
see, so it's the human condition that humans like to make war because they think that that's a way to settle things and taking another's life is a way to somehow elevate yourself or get what you want. Um, and there are so many other ways, so, so many other ways. So um, uh, that having been said, I think that um, it's like Brian said, it's important to pray about this situation for both sides. Yeah. And, and to just um, pray that God's will is done in all this, because that's the ultimate goal. And God's will is for everybody to love one another and for, for the gospel to go through, forth throughout all the earth and for all men to come to Yeshua or Jesus. Okay. Those are his priorities. And if that happens in these countries and if we pray, it will, uh, to some degree, and it could be national, it could be regional, you know, but, um, it's important to do and, uh, to pray that God forgives, you know, and that the people forgive each other for what's going on, which is a really hard thing to do, but with God, all things are possible. That's what scripture says. So that having been said, I think that, uh, Brian, we went just, uh, we're at the two hour mark about. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. 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 Oh, fast. Wow. Yeah, you're not wow. kidding. <laughs> so, folks, um, hope we didn't offend anybody by tonight's subject. I know that this is a heated discussion uh, within with, between many people, but um, uh, Yeshua is the way. Okay, anything that anything is going to be rectified or fixed, only Yeshua can fix it. Jesus, you know him by Jesus, same person, different name. Um, so let's just all keep in prayer. Those of you who pray and for those of you who think that wishing something was go, do go ahead and do it. But, um, we had a guy in here, um, Sacco ship, his name was Brian. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he started to get into a very interesting discussion with me about the rapture and, and realized that he needs to study more. Oh, that's good. Um, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. it was it was really neat. So we you might want to in your prayers tonight remember Sacco Ship, S A K O S H I T. Yeah, and um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting conversation. So he's he's gonna go search his scriptures. It seems like, and um, that's a good thing. Yeah, for God God's sakes, don't believe what we say if it doesn't yeah. match up with scripture. <laughs> okay, um, that's very important. And you'll be rewarded for it. And and we're not adverse to taking uh, criticism. If you find that we say something that maybe you don't think meshes with Scripture, write to us. Let's talk about it. Okay. Um, by the way, if you write on Rumble, I can't answer um, privately. So um, if you want to write to opposing the matrix one at protonmail.com, uh, all one word, opposing the matrix, the number one. Um, we can better, and I can forward it to Brian that way, and we can better answer you mm -hmm. in a private way, not, you know, not trying to be a contest of who's right and who's wrong. Um, but uh, Scripture says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. There's even a song, Hebrew song that sings, uh, that, that says that. It's really neat. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> uh, but... Um, Okay, Brian, well, good night. Uh, good night, audience, and thank you for being with us. And uh, you guys be blessed until we meet again next Monday. And if we happen to get to...
excuse me, get together sooner, then all the all the more better. So good night, Brian. Good night, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.